What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Tech in Shanghai podcast. This week on the show, we have Bunny Yen, CEO and co-founder of The Squirrels. Bunny is a dear friend of mine and a recent graduate of the China Accelerator program here in Shanghai. And I thought it would be a great time to have her on the show to talk to us about what it's like after graduating from an accelerator program. Of course, accelerator programs are ubiquitous around the world today, and there's a lot of people participating in them. Um, and they're great to accelerate your business, of course, and meet mentors, potential team members, potential investors. But what happens when it's all over? And this is the question that Bunny's encountering right now. They've recently secured new office space, growing the team rapidly. So I thought it'd be a great chance to have her come on and shed some light and give her perspective on what it's like and what life is like post accelerator program. Bunny's always a blast to talk talk to, so it was a really fun conversation. So I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, please feel free to rate us on iTunes, give us your review. It really helps us out a lot. And other than that, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Tech in Shanghai podcast, the pearl of the Orient. Shanghai is the city of the future. All systems go full steam ahead. It never stops. Technology, innovation, ambition—it's everywhere. Join us as we explore this new world and talk to the people making it happen. The Tech in Shanghai podcast—the future is now. So. Here we are, Bunny. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the Fiji water. <laughs> yeah, sponsor of the show. <laughs> Big budget. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just to those listening, if you hear a bit of、uh, wind or some car horns or anything like that, that's because we are outside on the enormous and amazing patio of the new. Squirrels office space. So, <laughs> Bunny, you guys had、uh, what was it? Three weeks ago. Now you moved into here. Yeah, just three weeks. And you had a little a little soiree and some funky music and a nice gathering up here. Already two, actually. Oh, we thank, another, well, thank like, you for、uh, the invite. People, people can code.、Uh-huh. It's their party. Okay. So okay. it's it's not mine. Yeah.、Um, yeah. Like、um, so after that round, we kind of figure out the patio can fit like. A hundred, a hundred twenty, no problem. Yeah, yeah, like without being crowded. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for, for for people that don't know Shanghai that well, and even for for those that do, I think I think I want to just say how amazing this office is and how、thank、amazing you, this location is because there is, I mean, these days in Shanghai, getting office space, getting good space at a good price is a really really difficult、yeah. task, right? And here we are. We're right in the middle of Shanghai. We're about a block away from Jing'an Temple, right? Not、yeah. even, maybe not even.、Um, and we're on the sixth floor,、mm-hmm. right along a main a main road, with a beautiful office, high ceilings. You know, have,、uh, enough for about twenty twenty five people in, well, in there. Well, now we have twelve now.、Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll grow to like fifteen, six, sixteen max、right. for this year.、Um, I kind of want to keep like. Twelve, thirteen,、yeah. right now. But the、um, office is is it, its capacity is what?、Uh, I guess yeah. I can I can fit twenty twenty something. Yeah. But I don't want to pass that because then start getting crowded. Sure, sure. Um. Well, it's different with the squirrels because like, since we move from a physical shop location to now a showroom office. And now we realize we really don't have that much room for showroom, showroom.、Mm-hmm. So it become more of like a display area. But now we're shifting to mainly on- online, so it's not that not as important. Yeah. Yeah. But 
uh, we do have a lot of um, loyal customers that's like asking to come uh-huh. and a couple of them already made their way here even though we really didn't make it really clear like how to get up here mm-hmm. because now it's an office space right so you kind of have to go to the back take the elevator da, 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 yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and yeah quite touched a couple of them like track this place down just to come here yeah and but it was a little bit harder to shop now because everything's like kind of now it's like more in the storage mode right because like everything sells online mm-hmm. so but yeah it's it's quite cool so, so we, we literally had to put on the website going like by appointment only now so yeah. yeah well that's that's cool kind of mm-hmm. kind of a more a more high touch service for your your long-standing customers but anyway, so th- so the the office is great. This patio out here is amazing. Thank it's you, it's thank still you. I still look around. I'm like, you know what? We're gonna have to do an event up here at some point. So oh, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. talk to you about that <laughs> later. But uh, why uh, don't we already got got people um, calling this oh, place I bet there's the, the, a line the, the, the legendary patio already. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't, why don't we start? Because of course, not everybody listening is familiar with the squirrels mm-hmm. or your story. Yeah. So why don't we get things kicked off with you telling us a bit about the squirrel story and where you guys are at right now okay so the squirrel is a upcycle design platform pretty much so what we do is we sell product that are upcycle recycle or um, for a good cause so recycle everybody know what it is right so it's pretty much um, you grab a glass bottle you break it down to recycle glass now upcycle is giving the item value without breaking it down so i'm turning that glass bottle that beer bottle into lights or into vase or into something else that was more value without have to melt it down into a lesser quality material so um how does that start about is like um two years ago well my background is fashion design so two years ago i was literally trying to find factories to make my clothing line so when searching through one of the factories, we noticed there's a lot of like um, uh, uniform, doctor's uniform. In the States, we call it scrubs, yeah. right? But I just realized like a lot of European countries don't call it scrubs. So doctor's uniform like in the corner and brand new, everything packed. So, you know, you assume that it's getting shipped out. So I'm like, oh, those are very nice bright color scrubs. So they say, like, oh, yeah, we're waiting to um, sell it to the garbage collector. So I'm like what you know that's like almost a thousand pieces going so what the um, factory owner ended up telling us is that the whole entire um, batch uh, when they print out like a hundred thousand pieces of order those are leftovers because like um, they were dyed the wrong color the size was not matching so the garment itself has no defect it's just that um, on other details it's not to client specs right mm-hmm. so so we didn't understand so like how come you don't sell it you know put in the shop I'm pretty sure it's much better than what garbage collector can offer you is pretty much by weight like 10 quiet on a kilo or something really ridiculous so what she said is like well then you gotta find a salesperson then it's another different business then you gotta take pictures then you gotta put it somewhere right so yeah it's true when you're not in that line of work right it's very easy for you to like why don't you do this mm-hmm. but if you are mean you know, business is manufacturing, right? So this little bit of loss, it's a loss, right? But it'll actually cause you a lot more time to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And since you don't have that background, it will end up causing you more, right? right? And storage space, like warehouse space is precious, mm-hmm. right? Now you have like a thousand pieces worth of boxes 
storing there like not going anywhere yeah even if you want to like oh maybe somebody will buy it one day when who mm-hmm. right so it's ultimately better just cut that loss and just let it go yeah so it wasn't because like um thinking about holy shit you know that's a lot of waste let me do something now but more of like all right that's interesting you know uh let me see what we can do with this like new waste so me and my partner um nico bought home a couple of pieces made into um like cross shoulder bag handbags and brought it back to the factory owner and she was very happy to not only help us sell and sell it to us at their cost which is higher than the garbage collector mm-hmm. but a lot lower than any designer could have got that garment because right. it's really first of all it's at like a hundred thousand pieces unit price second at cost mm-hmm. right so for them they just want to get rid of it right so yeah that's how everything started so then we realized there's so many people around us are doing like upcycle thing and uh, in the states i know about upcycle when i first came to china like seven years ago right but at that time definitely i don't see how you can uh really um let that idea come across to chinese locals Mm -hmm. but since being in business for two years um yeah uh more and more uh more educated chinese returnees um uh um like abc cba american born chinese like uh, other western culture um, born chinese or born here go there anyways Mm -hmm. so that really drastically increased and uh, we started two years ago being like 80% uh, foreigner buyers to mm-hmm. now like 50-50. Yeah. Um, well, we are different because like if you see a lot of upcycle, recycle stuff in the States or Western, right? Because you're not access to the factory. So what you have is very like reclaimed wood um, from old housing or mm-hmm. get a garage sales. Yeah. So you can make like one piece. Whereas when we go to find um, new materials at the factories, since like one to five percent of everything produced is defective so it's consistent because every day so i can make product that's actually mass produced but just good for you anyways right so you have like jewelry made from uh defective watch parts you have clutches made from um misprinted packagings everything's colorful like uh wallets made from um uh, recycled tires, right? So all of these material are enhanced to what the product is, mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, okay, I can just use this instead. It's really not, yeah. you know. It like have like waterproof clutches because it's like food grade packaging and have like um, uh, bullet shell jewelry and it's like solid bronze. It's just really cool product, yeah. right? So I really want to show that. Like, eco product doesn't mean it has to be green and brown mm-hmm. and tasteless, mm-hmm. right? Like, all neutral color. It can be very colorful, very funky. I, I don't have to target it into, like, um, oh, you know, buy this if you feel good. No, it looks great. Yeah. And on top of that, you're still able to benefit something else, yeah. right? So that's why we also take, like, um, products from different social entities or NGOs, um, that really makes a difference in another person's life Mm -hmm. but not necessarily know how to market their own products but they do have some great um, things that they make Uh, so since February we start being the incubator China Accelerator Mm -hmm. till now 
So we were wintering with two people, Kama with a team of 12. Uh. <laughs> it, it, it's quite amazing of um, events. There's been a lot going on in the, in the last, let's say, six months, seven months, right? Before when me and Nico had the shop, it's literally like every week something crazy because you're building a new business, yeah. right? You're learning as it goes. Yeah. And when you're in accelerator, it's like every day, like, wait, is it still today? Because <laughs> <laughs> you just do so much stuff. And you kind of feel like nothing's getting done, but they are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you learn a lot from other teams. You learn a lot from yourself. It, it, at one point, I really feel like it's one of those, like, um, Japanimation um, animes, if you're familiar with it. It's literally, like... You, you can't do it anymore. You're like, no, 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 this is my limit, right? Yeah. And then something happens. Like, oh, I power up, which I don't freaking know where that power <laughs> coming from. And just recharge somehow and just keep on banging out work and yeah. just finding new ways to do something, right? Well, you, you, yeah. you mentioned there are a number of things that I want to touch on. The, the, the first is just to, sh- animation. Just to <laughs> share a story because my first, the first time I met you, uh-huh. your, your initial shop for the squirrels was actually very close to, in the same like compound where I was working, yes. right? Uh-huh. And the first time I saw Bunny, there was this girl on her phone walking in the courtyard in a, one, a fleece onesie and like with funky haircut and I just looked out the window I was like <laughs> you know in China you get used to seeing odd things so I, was, I wasn't that surprised but I was like oh that's that's interesting you know and then you came in and, and we met each other and we started chatting and you told me about what you were doing mm-hmm. and we hit it off um, but when you right before you were applying for China Accelerator mm. uh, and we've interviewed some people some grads from China Accelerator and some current uh, batch members and right before you were going to do it, you were like, oh, because I knew the gang, right? But and, and you had just been introduced to it. And you said, yeah, I'm going to pitch China Accelerator and stuff. And, like, I, of course I, I wanted to encourage you. But in my mind, I was like, I thought China Accelerator just did, like, tech stuff. And in my mind, you guys were a really cool little business, right? But I didn't know the totality of <laughs> what you were doing and what your philosophy was. So... I was like, okay, you know, good, good luck. I hope, I hope it works out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the little train that could. <laughs> and then you come back, and then the next time I see you, you're like, oh, you know. Actually, I think the next time I heard or, or saw about what you were doing was it was Geeks on a Train, and you were going to Beijing, and I was like, are you? Did you make Holy it, shit, did you make it in. into the batch? <laughs> Holy shit. You got to tell me about this. So, And then, of course, I witnessed Demo Day, and that's when I got, like, the full download of your aspirations and how'd you like our pitch i thought it was fantastic <laughs> i really you, did i thought you. a lot of the pitches that they were really good actually but yours was great and what, what what's cool about what you guys are doing is that i love i love when things pop when businesses pop up and services pop up and people are working on startups that like when they are described to you you're like oh yeah that <laughs> like it's self-evident almost, but it wasn't until somebody told you about it, right? So uh-huh. the fact that you guys have aspirations to and have begun work, you know, on the premise of, okay, factories make a lot of shit. They don't sell all of what they make. Uh-huh. They throw away some of what they make. Uh-huh. Some of it is waste. Some of it's messed up, like uh-huh. you said. Why can't something be done with that yeah. from an environmental standpoint, but also from a creative, like, unique product standpoint? And profitable point. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because what we're doing is a double platform. So product platform is one. Second platform um, to stash is pretty much we source all these material that's getting 
thrown out mm -hmm. or getting sold with ridiculously cheap price and we sell that directly to the designers or brands right. or industries right because like they are again great products it's just like one man's trash another man's treasure right yeah. for for that person it's useless all the corner for leather bags right but for another brand that's exactly what the leather jewelry designer need a uh, smaller piece it's able to cut Mm -hmm. Right, because um, we did we did meet a uh, leather jewelry designer that you had to purchase like a whole sheet, right? Because mm -hmm. if you ask factories, nobody would deal with you. You're too small. Yeah. Whereas if I'm a platform, I can buy by bulk, and um, pretty much like a pre-sale kind of deal, mm -hmm. and able to break it down into smaller pieces and give to designers. Right. Right. So essentially, I make a profit. They make a profit, and they will probably get better quality leather than what they can get their hands on right. as so well. That, that's what I mean by mm -hmm. kind of saying it's a no-brainer, right? The fact it's, it's beneficial for the factories. It's beneficial for the designers. So they're not only getting maybe access to materials that they couldn't have gotten access to or at least couldn't got mm. have gotten access to at that price, but they're also in the squirrels gaining a platform mm. that is being cultivated to promote the things that they make, right? Yeah. So it's definitely beneficial for them. And, of course, mm. for the squirrels, that's your business that's the business you're running so yeah. it's beneficial for you yeah. so when i heard about it i was like man that's a great mm. that's a great concept now of course the execution of that concept is yeah. a, a lot a lot of work <laughs> i know um very but, different but than a good idea sure sure but it, uh, but, I, business, but you yeah. don't always encounter those pitches and those ideas where you're like oh that's that's almost self-evident you know sometimes it's a bit of a stretch to see how things could work out but i felt when you guys gave your pitch like I, it was like you know there's definitely something here. So let's bring it up to you, you gave your pitch on, on Demo Day. Mm -hmm. What's happened since then? Well, since then, um, we are, well, we, we open our um, uh, round at like 1 million, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, so far, we closed our first part of the rolling round uh, at a quarter of a mil. Mm -hmm. um, well, so let's, let's, uh, let's de deconstruct that just a bit, you know, because uh -huh. I know it's a, a topic of interest for a lot of people. Uh -huh. So when you say you open the round, how uh -huh. did you how did you go about structuring that, and how did you go about determining how much money you were trying to attract? Well, all the way up to pretty much days before demo day, I have no freaking clue, right? Because <laughs> all these things, like accelerated, yeah, they pushes you forward, right? But there's so much knowledge you kind of need to know, but you just don't have time to learn it, right? So you like kind of like fuck it, go through with this first kind of mentality. So uh, we do have really good advisors at CA and um, uh, mentors. So uh, in the beginning, they're the ones who figure out our worth, right? So tell you the truth, uh, right now I still don't really know exactly how to break down the exact calculation, yeah. right? I kind of have the gist, like, why? But, you know, calculation part still need a bit of help. Well, that's why you need mentors mm -hmm. for it, right? So with our evaluation, yeah, um, and calculating throughout all the um, profit f and finance, what I need for the next year and a half, mm -hmm. right, to not struggle and not have to, like, worry about raising funds too quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need about a mil, right. million dollars. So, and then for the rolling aspect of that? Rolling aspect, it's, it, it's like you, you, draw, uh, you draw the term sheet, right? Mm -hmm. So you say, like, everybody who's coming in, in within whatever time period you set will go to the same term, right? But you can close 
piece by piece. You don't have to close way until everybody signed. Mm-hmm. You can go like, okay, uh, so far I got three people. I just closed this three, mm-hmm. right? But next um, five, seven, whatever people uh, will just follow the same term, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that that we learn now, pretty much on the spot. Right? Is so. that is that done? to just make sure you get a certain amount of money in the door so that you're not waiting for a big, that, that, that million to, yeah. to close because obviously you need that yeah. money. Yeah. But, every, but anyone that comes in <coughs> on, as a part of that term sheet will be subject to the same terms, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Like, as your company grows, of course, your, your uh, evaluation goes up too, mm-hmm. right? So, but for, for a new startup, right? You start with two people, four people. So when you start fundraising, honestly, nothing gets done as in operations, right? right. Which means your business at a halt, right? Yeah. So, but when you know uh, all the investors are looking at all these pretty numbers, right? You can't produce them because you don't have time to produce them, yeah. right? Because you too 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 into drawing up that PPT for investment deck, giving numbers, projections. All of these is not business. They are how you can get funding for it, mm-hmm. right? So sales, uh, 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 maintenance, operation, marketing, everything at halt. You, you can't move forward, yeah. right? So, yeah, for me, rolling around makes sense because, like, uh, when you start growing, like, a boom really quick, you, you need that initial funding to help you move forward. Mm-hmm. And maybe you cannot hold it for another three to six months until everything comes in first because, again, you need to start making profit, right? Yeah. So yeah, for me, um, our rolling around makes sense, and uh, we did have a couple of initial people that come in with a nice chunk for us to able to run for a bit. Mm-hmm. So able to sustain a, a team to make it uh, the business grow as well as keep on going with uh, investing and business development. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that would be something I will suggest for everybody, but it's an option mm-hmm. for you to do. Um, but do not leave that term sheet like open for too long, right? Because like, again, your evaluation would change, yeah, right? You yeah. leave it too long at the end, like maybe you did a huge sales and you give yourself too much time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it takes long to close somebody because yeah. you're chasing down numbers and whoever's investing in you, they're busy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And especially, uh, you learn that when it come to foreigner investors. Uh, July, August, nobody's freaking here, right? <laughs> Starting from June, nobody's freaking here. Yeah. So that's three months window that you just waiting for them to come back from the vacation, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing you can that's do. That's a lot of time for you, right? Yeah. They yeah. can't sign it until they come back, yeah. right? So for us, it was a little fortunate that they came back a little earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so summer is a unique time. I'm pretty sure like, um, you know, Chinese New Year too. Right. Now, the, obviously, around the world today, there's like, so many accelerator programs, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's a, and there's a lot of graduates coming out of these programs, like mm-hmm. thousands, likely. So can you just share, you, you mentioned that, you know, when you were doing the fundraising, it felt like, and maybe was the case, that not much was getting done on the business. Can you just shed some light on, like, what the process of fundraising was like? Like, you know, how many people you had to pitch and how you went about doing it? And then any advice for people that are like, going to be coming up in that position soon how hmm. to go about it well all right for for, for us is quite different because we've been at this for two years right mm-hmm. so uh coming into accelerator we already have like 30 different vendors and um 
like 500 different products. So, and, and since you, you did say it, like we're not a tech company, right? Mm-hmm. We do have a platform, but we're not one app, right? Yeah. So one app, you just develop it, you can find marketer later, right? For us, we already have to maintain sales and maintain all these designers and make sure they're getting paid. So there's a huge operation behind it already we have to do because we've been doing it. So, but because of like um, um, the relationship we build up with our vendors, so they were so nice, able to like stuck us through, even though like we're like, okay, this month I just couldn't produce the numbers. Can I just wire you everything two months? And they were just so understanding, like understand, you know, go for it. So that gave us a little bit of break. Right. Um, and when it comes to uh, investment, uh, you have to do a pitch deck. Right, which is not the same thing as investment deck. Uh, pitch deck is mainly you talk through the pictures. So there's not a lot of writing on there. So you can make big pictures more dramatic, more uh, memorable. Right. The more Honestly, the more words on your slide, the less people remember. Because all you see just like lines sure. of words. You're not going to remember. Yeah. Uh, and uh, investment deck, however, is something you send out. So that's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. I mean, still bullet points. Keep short. Keep it... Um, to the point right Mm -hmm. but uh, these are two very different animals and then you have different pitch rules uh, different uh, uh, competitions Um, there's ones with different angles right so for us like um, for the environmental ones you might have to tweak up a little to add a couple more this kind of slide that kind of slide and pitch the VC again you know you gotta talk their language so to speak Mm -hmm. and between that, you have to line up these people, right? Uh, you go through your mentors, you go through channels, you find people on LinkedIn. Um, it's really, I, I don't know how all the other incubator or seller is, but to me, it's like they give you all these tools in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. But they kind of give you kind of a hint how to use them. Uh-huh. But it's really up to you to see which one you pick up and use it, right? Because right? a lot of time you're just looking at this like, what does this thing do? So you just go like, all right, maybe not, right? But at the end, you're like, all right, like, and just pick it up and start, you know, playing around with it and see what it does. So that actually is exactly how it happened with a lot of things. Like one of our advisors that we have right now uh, um, uh, got introduced through the channel accelerator. In the beginning, I have no idea, like, why that person helping us and not getting paid, right? I have no concept, like, later on, like, you know, asking for percentages or whatever, right? I'm just like, do they want, like, some money? <laughs> and I kind of got laughed at. And, like, like, no, there's nothing you can pay them. It's worth their time. <laughs> you can't afford that person, right? So then, like, you get confused. Then, like, you know, if I cannot afford it, why are they here? Then you're like, oh. So for them, it's their investment. They invest their time to go behind something that can build bigger right, right? so right. they can stay on board of something mm-hmm. right so a good advisor will stay with you shoot you like links and like give a crap right and yeah luckily we got one of those that's like um, very very attentive mm-hmm. and um, have another one too also very attentive yeah so quite lucky on that end so how many formal pitches did you have to give to VCs or angels or anything like that to in this funding round? It's different. It's different. Like after demo day, I didn't really have to do a pitch, right? So you talk to a person who you've been, you know, 
kind of start building relationship with like throughout the whole program and you kind of you know let them know like um you know we are raising now mm-hmm. right and they all usually pretty open to go oh let me let me see your pitch deck yeah. right what's your term sheet look like you know so a couple of them like you're like oh i thought they were just friends in the beginning just watching over things no they're waiting for you to freaking <laughs> see see how valuable you can be right <laughs> so you're just like all right okay <laughs> was very naive but i'm okay with that yeah yeah, so at the end, like, we had people going, like, okay, so uh, could you send over your investment deck? Uh, we've seen you in the beginning when you first entered CA. I'm like, you have? You've been spying on me. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I like, see you guys grow and how, you know, team develop or whatever. So now, you know, interested looking at your numbers. I'm like, oh, so that's why you guys come around <laughs> and stuff. Like, you know, I just thought you guys like to hang out next to the beers. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, so th- so so you, <laughs> after the the demo day pitch, that's mostly what happened. You didn't like because I I've, I've, we we speak with some people before and they you know they they hit the quote unquote pitch circuit really hard and they'll give like thirty, forty, fifty pitches to all sorts of VCs trying to get money. But it seems like you guys were fortunate enough to be able to kind of go a different way, one right? one by one. Yeah. yeah, I mean we pitch at some event, but really wasn't like you say like you know hardcore like road show, right? Yeah, it's pretty much like. Um, all the connection we had before, we just continue talking and uh, getting a couple more links um, and just meet up. Yeah. And usually the first meetup, oh my God, I got bit by mosquito out here. <laughs> Holy crisis. Um, yeah, usually um, you just have a nice talk with them yeah. and uh, send over your uh, investment deck so they can think about it, right? And then you have a second meeting, you either know it's yay or nay already. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we got yays and uh, we do already have some nays because we are quite small. Yeah. Right. So which is kind of cool because like a couple of them that are bigger VCs, just really interesting what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But they just don't invest such a small round. Right. And they want to wait it out. Sure. So which made it very nice for our next round opening already have a couple of potentials. It's already going to watch you grow and really care what you're doing. Yeah. I don't I mean, I am looking only the investor that care about of course the money but also care about what we do yeah um because those are the ones who can ultimately help you later yeah. right or else we just ask stress because mm-hmm. then just like okay what's your number like sure right and it will be very not like boring and just not fun talking to somebody like that yeah for me it's like same thing was like um hiring i need i don't care how talented you are i need to at least like you to be on my team mm-hmm. right able to hang with the person Twenty first, like the long term, yeah. especially like you know, build up in the beginning. Just you're in the office like all the time. Yeah, these are the people you see the most, right? Yeah. Every day. So, yeah, you need to like the person. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, well, it's one of one of the things that often gets talked about, especially in people in your position, is that you know you a lot of people will go will be, will need money so badly that they'll go for. The, the first money that gets in, right? And like you were just saying, you were looking for investors that were going to give a shit about what you guys do, you know, mm. because it is not just a dollars and cents business. There's obviously a, a strong social component, you know, social impact component to what you guys do. And that's how it started, right? So, uh, and I think a lot of people get in trouble if they just go for the money rather than waiting for an investor that's going to really be like a, a long-term partner that kind of believes in the vision. And I'm nodding my head right now. 
<laughs> for, for all of you yeah. can see. But you mentioned <laughs> competitions, right? You mentioned that one of the ways that you can prospect for investors <laughs> is like go to competitions and maybe you can pick up some reward money or maybe you can meet certain investors. Yeah. And it just popped into my mind. I don't want to I don't want to glaze over this because you ended up being, you know, within spitting range of Barack Obama, President <laughs> Obama, on one of these pursuits. That would be right? quite a loogie, but yes. <laughs> so could you could you tell us a little bit about that? Because that's a pretty unique experience to yeah. be up in the White House with the big man. Yeah. As a part of a, a that, group of that wasn't even on my bucket list, but now I can cross it off. I'm gonna write <laughs> it on, then cross it off. Um, so uh, I guess we we started pitching um, last year, maybe June, July-ish, like around the same time. Um, and it wasn't like hardcore, just like one here, one there. So come to January, we pitched an event called um, the Startup, well, um, the Challenge Cup by 1776. So that's like a global one. So one of their chapter is uh, Beijing, right? So we really got into that one at the end, and we kind of got invited in a way because like um i didn't know about it until somebody said you you should really get in like now i'm like uh funding wise i'm like like right now we got our shop and the money is good like you know maintain i don't know if i want to spend like extra money just like go all the way to beijing and do a pitch that i'm not sure of Mm -hmm. then i don't know what struck it just like you know what let's do it i I, I don't have anything to lose right yeah we went and we won and um (laughs) Uh, one of the judges, um, William, William Baobing, uh, which, you know, CA. So that's how we got picked to, to go to CA. CA yeah. is China Accelerator. For China Accelerator. Sorry, know, sorry. Yeah. China Accelerator. It's just long, right? <laughs> CA. Um, yeah. Uh, so because that event, and that was like pre-China Accelerator, we won the China chapter for the global competition. So now then we headed to, um, like, uh, uh, well, Washington D.C. for the final, and because like um, this incubator 1776 is so um, connected, right? A uh, government connected. So I guess we got into their watch list for entrepreneurs. So it's not the same event, but then you get a light letter from the White House, like email, and saying you you know you officially got invited to the entrepreneurs emerging entrepreneurs event at the White House. Just like. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I mean, is that a scam? Like, there's a link there. You got to click, right? So then, like, you send the email to 1776. Hey, like, you guys from the D.C. area, is that real? Because there, there's a, like, lo- little logo on top with the White House. But you can just make one, right? I don't want to click on anything. You like, want to no. some, like, Nigerian email yeah. campaign? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a million, like, dollars, right? And then they're like, no, 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 that's from the White House email, right? I'm like, well, I don't really know how they should make it look more official. Because it's not like, you know, you can make a hologram stamp in the <laughs> in the email. But I'm like, all right, like, you know, cool. So, yeah, I got invited to the White House. There are only, like, um, 74 teams in the whole world that wow. got invited. Uh-huh, two from China uh, and both from uh, CA graduates. Oh, really? What yeah. was the other one? Uh, Cedar. Okay. Batch. I've heard. I've heard of them. Yeah. Six, five. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Alex. I didn't remember. Five, <laughs> six. <laughs> um. Yeah. So was was very cool. And um, in the beginning, you get oh something silly I did. <laughs> 
so they ask you to send in a picture right so for for the um for for going to uh the white house because you gotta register and whatever your bio and your passport and everything else Mm -hmm. so in my head going like all right so picture is for security so i literally just give my picture of um the visa run you know like almost nobody looked good on their visa picture right right so apparently, like yeah, yeah, but that picture was used on uh, description bio for your company that gets sent out to all, all, all the um, other uh, um, so entrepreneur companies go has there. Like the professional LinkedIn like <laughs> yeah. photo there, and you're there like not smiling, playing background. Yes. Uh, and, and that day I was just like wearing like a red top, right? It's, like Oriental, like cheap hot top. So. It is the most Chinesey picture ever of me. Right? So I'm like, yeah, of course the person's from China. It's just so obvious. Oh, I was like, great. Like, um, nobody this is gonna how write. the president is going to see me. me yeah. I'm like, nobody even freaking remember who I am, right? Yeah, so that, that was really funny. But um, so many great um, teams, though, reading everybody's bio. There's like... Um, uh, was a drone technology there's like um um how to convert your car into like a hybrid like a regular car like a kit like there's so many cool projects so yeah did my research of who i want to talk to meet them and you know but like everybody's just like you <laughs> you know like around the same almost around the same age mm-hmm. group like late 20s early 30s right yeah and um um, kind of not everybody got everything together you know everybody's yeah. kind of like alright great you know got invited but still don't know this don't know that right. so there, there's no like uh, any kind of air of arrogance in, in that at all uh, but oh but at the event there is the whole um, the, the judging panel from Shark Tank so Mark Cuban right. Barbara um, doing John yeah you're just like Wow, people from Shark Tank. They look a lot bigger <laughs> in real life than like on TV and stuff. <laughs> then, uh, then of course, everybody want to at least like let them know about your company, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, the, the shark of the bay now. So you see like all the entrepreneur like just going around uh. them, like ah, who are the sharks now, right? So uh, I got in there like couple of lines i know they're not gonna remember you had a photo with cuban right did i see that i had photo with cuban and barbara and right. uh background with barack <laughs> barry you're himself. pretty close like 10 20 feet away right uh like three rows in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Pretty darn close. i didn't really want to be in the front row just in case that like, you get you know doing something embarrassing and got you know shot in the middle you know because <laughs> it was a live feed right because yeah. I know I'm going to do something like you know selfie at the row right, uh, right, with, right. with him in the background yeah. I think that would look kind of not nice mm-hmm. if I'm in the front row be doing that I don't know what's the rules right yeah. but yeah uh, there's so many cameras like soon as like Barab to come in like yeah we just was he, full the background just all cameras was he as suave and cool in person as Definitely. he comes off on the yeah, TV yeah, and yeah. Media. yeah yeah uh voice is exactly the same like the you sexy know sexy ass voice <laughs> sexy <laughs> rock voice like you know hello that that's type of uh image you want somebody who's in charge to uh exude right yeah. like somebody 
Sure. Uh, it doesn't matter what he say, but it's, at the moment he say it, it sounds. Yeah. You know. That's probably yeah. good reason why he's president. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, there there's other presidents I cannot <laughs> be um, agree with that their president image is as strong, right? True. No, mm-hmm. I think he's probably one of the best ever. I mean, he's so damn yeah. well spoken and smooth. Very, and, very smooth spoken. Yeah. And uh, I don't care if it's uh, uh, on the prompter or whatever, but just the fact that he actually do pronounce everybody's name right, because like there's like um, Mexican team, uh, whatever. There's a couple of team that they uh, got invited to be on the panel, but yeah, not easy names. And uh, uh, I don't even care if he's writing his own speeches. I doubt he have time. Yeah. But uh, whoever wrote the speech match him perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good on you, Ghostwriter. <laughs> um, but one of the things you mentioned a few minutes ago, I mean, it's an awesome mm. experience for sure. I mean, oh, it's so really, cool. really cool. Mm. But you met, you said that when you got there and you met all these amazing teams, and these are like champions, right? They, they won their respective competitions in their respective You mean 1776 or the White House event? Because two different things. I think the White House event. White House event is not no. champions. Okay, so it's sev- just picking up teams. Okay, so yeah. 1776, right? Mm-hmm. So you and, and, and another team were the the winners from China, right? Yeah. And then they collected all these winners from around the world. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that, like, you, when you saw them and you met them, you were like, oh, you know, these oh, people. Those are the ones are the, from the White House. From the White House. Okay, okay. Yes. But they're, they're all entrepreneurial teams, right? And mm-hmm. presumably they're doing all right if they mm-hmm. made it to the White House on that particular yeah, occasion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- my point is, is that I feel like a lot of times... You know, the whole startup thing is, like, obviously it's very trendy right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of romanticizing about it. And mm-hmm. you you hear about, oh, so-and-so's friend or whatever raised X number of dollars. And that's all you hear in the, in the tech news. Like, so-and-so raised this and so-and-so IPO and blah, 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 blah. But, and I think... Made so, it sound so easy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but also I think it can make it seem like the people that are doing it are like superhuman, right? Like if you're someone on the outside that, you know, wants to be an entrepreneur, wants to change the world in some way, wants to act on an idea you might have or a passion, inspiration, but you look at all these people from the outside and you think, damn, I'm not one of them. Like they're, they're kicking ass. They're running companies. They're raising money. They're schmoozing with so-and-so. They're, they're in the White House doing, you know, with the president. But I... From my experience doing this, and and I'd like to get your take on it next, but it's, in fact, the you know there's some really great people. Don't get me wrong; I'm not I'm not shitting on anybody. But <laughs> but the reality is, it's like it's people that just decided they were going to dive in head first, and they were going to give it their all and figure it out as they go, as and when they need to. A lot it's of it's really right? like that. It's really like figure as it goes. So it, 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 I, I feel like people shouldn't be discouraged if they don't know like, oh, no, I, I can't be an entrepreneur yet or I can't do a startup yet because I don't know how to fundraise and I don't know how to do this and I don't know how to do that. It, it seems to boil down to the attitude, right? Like if you, if you decide that this is something that's worthwhile enough for you, that if you're, if you're in close enough alignment with what do you want to be, be doing, then it really seems to boil down to, okay, I'm either going to do it or not, right? Like one or zero. And then you just, you go for it and you learn along the way, right? Like you didn't know about term sheets when you were up when i first met you right you may not even know what that was (laughs) and here you are having closed a certain amount of funding already so i just i i think it's important to kind of lift the veil a bit for for people that might be listening because it's it does seem a bit like 
these these startup people are like superhuman sometimes and i think it's good to humanize them a bit and and have everyone realize that it's not so much about like inherent inborn amazing superhuman talent it's about that drive and that hard work and that willingness to adapt and learn and, and grow as you go for me it's like that right if you think okay th you know uh i don't know how to front race it's probably ho too hard for me mm -hmm. then you're right yeah it's exactly. probably too hard for you. Mm -hmm. you 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 don't have it right but it's pretty much like uh if you work all your life, nine to five job, whatever job, right? Uh, if you're okay with that, if that something makes you happy, great. If you keep on thinking there's something missing, right? And you want to have something that's on your own. But just remember, if you fail, you can still go find a job. Yeah. It's really not the end of the world, uh -huh. right? So if you fail, you, you lose some money, guess what? You can make it back, right? You've done this, you're diving, you figure out how, mm. right? And... A lot of people are scared. I can't see why. And or else it's just not going to be... Even though, like, um, it seems like there's so many entrepreneurs everywhere, but ratio-wise, still low, sure. right? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we we need followers. We need leaders, right? And uh, it just depends on, at the end of the day, what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you do a startup. In the beginning, you don't sleep. You're stressed out, right? There's no fun. you got to find creative way to make ends meet in the beginning right, right? you share apartments ramen noodles your <laughs> gourmet <laughs> choice of a meal yeah. um like but is that happiness at the end worth it for you mm -hmm. right uh yes like you know or even during right like even during even mm -hmm. if you're eating ketchup and rice which is a stereotypical yeah. startup story like are you when you get up and go to work are you at least more satisfied more engaged than you were when you were walking into that gray office every day and doing whatever right my god like um before going to work um even though i'm still doing design wherever something i like it's still uh, going to work yeah right so now it's like six o'clock in the morning you can't sleep and you're going like freak i have so much shit to do you know what fuck it get up um might as well just go to work yeah nobody's pushing you you are pushing you mm -hmm. right uh, it's different kind of stress mm -hmm. it's not like somebody needs to beat it into you just looking at the clock you're going like i want to go home now it's going like the clock is going too fast i need a couple of more hours let me just like i just need to finish that proposal just before the time is up i am tired but i need that shit to get done yeah. it's it's pressure you give to yourself mm -hmm. but when you look at it going through all the tears all the sweat if there's blood holy shit i don't know what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> and, and you go like at the end bottom of your heart you're happy mm -hmm. this is what you want this is what you want to see grow yeah right um so can we can we get in delve a little bit into what you just referenced where <laughs> where the blood the, the stress <laughs> the tears the, the potential blood but like because you, you are right because it, it again with on the whole romanticized line uh -huh. of things everyone hears the ramen noodle stories and we live in an apartment and i i we had on um David Chen from Strikingly before. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Strikingly, that company. Strikingly, Strikingly. But they do like landing abnormal. pages. Oh. Right? And they were a y, uh, y Combinator uh, batch participant and graduate. Oh, okay. And, you know, because when you hear that story, it's always like a great story. It's not, it, it's usually 
oh yeah, three to an apartment, ketchup and rice, and then we launched and we got accelerated and we got funding. Well, that's because you only interview well. people who made it, right? Right. right. So no, I'm not saying me. I'm saying like it, this know? is the story uh-huh. you get. Yeah. This is a narrative you get out yeah, there. Yeah. You don't hear like, yeah, <laughs> went into the apartment with four four people, ate ketchup and, and rice, <laughs> and we fucked up. Yeah. And the, now yeah. we're back There's at our job. There's more of those. Right. So yes, it's a lot of dangers. And my point of bringing that up is that that is always next to you like that is always in in your mind as a possibility right like of course things can go well things can cannot go well so i'm always interested in asking guests like how do you deal with the uncertainty and the stress and and i'm going to leave that open for you you can use like nuts and bolts stuff like meditation or yoga or you can just say like you know it's a passion thing but I, I, <laughs> yoga so don't do it for me <laughs> <laughs> i did try i gave it a try but 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 you know what I mean? Like it, it is a huge component of the startup life, the entrepreneurial life in general, but certainly in startups where things are moving so fast, there's so much pressure on, you know, it's how do you cope with that? We, we talked about it a little bit before we started today, mm. but how do you cope? Uh, still coping. Because <laughs> like, I mean, at one point you're so busy, you just can't think, right? You just work through Um your stress you do cry i have <laughs> but um you know you, you, yourself has to be your you know your own life coach right in the mm-hmm. beginning so it's like uh there's one line from the movie uh, van wilder i always like think about it's like worry is like a rocking chair uh it gives you something to do but it don't Doesn't go anywhere, anywhere right yeah. so yeah uh you kind of just focus your worry energy onto okay so if this happened how do i solve it all right so now okay say the funding don't come in mm-hmm. right so if the funding don't come in how are you solving it right so uh sometimes yeah giving up might be one of the strategies right mm-hmm. so if you're doing something you know it's not going anywhere your heart saying i want to do this right but logically and i do like advise everybody to talk to more than your own self mm-hmm. on some of the like bigger decisions sure. uh and preferably not only just friends should be some you know not not complete strangers but somebody don't know you that well mm-hmm. so they're not attached to your project either or attached to you yeah um there are times you would just go like you know what i put in i don't know it could be even two years of sweat it's not going anywhere. It's burning a hole, mm-hmm. right? So is it the right time for me to stop? There's no right answer to that. Yeah. There are ones who, you know, power drive through and got through it. And there's one that continued two more years. They should have stopped mm-hmm. two years ago. Um, but balance-wise, I guess, um, well, we're still in a very busy stage, right? <laughs> so, so there's not much balance. There isn't, but it's already getting to a point that um, now, when would you ever do stuff for you? Uh This is your own project, yes, but at the end, it's a project, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You yourself still need kind of your time, right? Be that your time might be exactly the same thing, more power to you, that's great, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure there's other life stuff that you want to do for you that you're putting on hold, right? So I guess just... The thing is, like, uh, it does pile up, right? So, and the more you think about it, it's like, ah, I, I didn't do this, 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 this for myself, but I can't think about it right now because I don't have time. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nobody has time, right? Yeah. 
And then when you say you don't have time, it's mainly like you are seeing which is priority for you,、mm-hmm. right? Technically, everything is like, oh, have to do this now.、Uh, I don't have time. This must go.、Yeah. No, you are the one who said it to be must go,、mm-hmm. right? If you, you want to stop, you can just stop. Nobody's like, you know, it's like I have to go to work. No. In your mind, you, you need to go to work, right? That's what you want to because、yeah. you want that paycheck, right? You don't have to go to work,、uh-huh. right? So、um, now I am I am kind of at that stage, going like, okay, everything's kind of on the track of going.、Mm-hmm. Um, team is working better together.、Uh, we're able to bank out,、um, you know, progress、mm-hmm. as long as as well as like、uh, all the investment stuff. And now, should I start like continue to work myself into a hole,、uh-huh. which there's just it's never ending amount of work, right? right? You always late,、sure. you never on time,、sure. um, or start digging out a little bit of you time,、yeah. and how much of you time you need to dig out,、yeah. right?、Um, I, I guess I feel, I feel like this is an extremely common theme with with founders, you know, because、mm. again, the nature of the type of life that you guys have. You know, gotten yourselves into、mm. is that it's so fast-paced and so busy,、yeah. and so you know, and I and I, I've heard this story so many times and had these conversations where found you know founders are just and t and team members and CEOs, they're just they struggle to find that balance because, like you said, there's always more things to do,、mm. and you you implicitly make that decision that those are the priorities and not your health or your happiness or whatever. So I'm I'm. And it's. I mean, I don't know if there's a singular answer to that question. Like, no, how do you, how do you make that decision? There's no right answer. It, I, I,、mm-hmm. As far as the conversations I've had, it's just that you know what. At a certain point, you're probably forced to just fit something in that lets you recharge the batteries a bit, or gives you a、yeah. little bit of time away, or gives you a little bit of stress relief. And I'm really interested in in learning what those different methods are. So, for example, we have a we had a guest on before that said. Every so often, I need to go outside the city. I need to be in nature, like once a week, once every two weeks for a night, the overnight in Mogansan or something like that, where I can just unplug, disconnect, like recenter, and get my my、mm. mojo back. And other people, you know, it is like a me da- who who can't stand nature. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that I can't stand nature, but just, just like every time I go, I just get bit by mosquitoes、right. and bugs. Well, then that's just, that's not going to、no, do it for you, right? That stress me more. <laughs> maybe a spa, <laughs> maybe a Korean spa with hot tubs and stuff. Who knows? <laughs> But it's, I, I find it really interesting because、uh-huh. it, I feel like the, the the companies that are successful, the entrepreneurs that are successful, find a way to balance to do that.、Mm-hmm. Maybe not balance, you know, but find a way to like. Well, it's balance within chaos, right? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of your balance. Yeah, you but f- find something that allows、uh-huh. them to keep going. Like keep keep going optimally, right? Like so they don't just like you said dig a hole and burn themselves out,、yeah. where they're able to like really kick ass、mm-hmm. all the time, but. Because they've squeezed、mm. this in, you know, and and some founders, you know, have families and stuff like that, and they have to make that time. So mm, mm. I, I think startups are generally、uh, skew towards younger people a lot of the time because you know there's fewer、yeah. obligations and you can give that time, but maybe it gets forgotten along the way that you actually have to figure out a way to. Not burn yourself out、yeah. because at the end of the day, it's not good for you, but it's also not good for the company.、Mm-hmm. And now that you've got employees under you and,、oh, and you're responsible、yes. for their well-being, that's got to weigh、mm-hmm. heavily as well. Yeah, being a CEO role,、um, like I've seen it before, because、um, people you meet, whoever, and just like 
oh my god, their life is just all on phones, on emails, on meetings, right? And that's what they do. Yeah. That does not really scare me, honestly. Um, I do find that quite interesting. Uh, like organize everything, uh, like little by little. It's even though that's not what I study and that's not what I have done, but it's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I also I am from the design background, right? So there are times just just like I, I kind of want to create something by hand. I kind of want to draw something. I kind of want to build something else. But right now, it's just not that part yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part right now, you just need to make everybody do what they need to do first yeah. before you can I don't know every now and then micromanage something right, right. Right. Uh, right now it's more about bold like okay you are this position like please in charge blah, 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 right we can fine tune the things later but bang out the big picture first sure so um, and it's really cool that my co-founder is kind of not complete opposite right but he's more into details right mm-hmm. so me and him one be like no 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 this thing gotta be like ABCD I'm like, no, no, no. Just give me the D really quick right now, and we can build the ABC later. Because uh-huh. right now I need the D for something else, yeah. right? So both of us balance each other out on that sense quite well. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, with all the meetings, wherever, at the end, uh, I'm just just really computer screen, uh, iPad screen, phone screen, <laughs> reading, meetings. Yeah. So this is one of the, right? And hopefully one of the more enjoyable ones. Yes, yes, it is. It is definitely it is. <laughs> but how, can uh, I throughout this process? I feel like when you're because this is probably more responsibility than you've ever had on your shoulders before. Uh, yeah. Do you find that? I mean, it may be hard to step back and and assess this a lot because you are so busy. But just in terms of personal development, mature, you know, m- maturity, and just growing as a person as a result of this experience. Can you comment on that? I mean, I'm sure it's been pretty dramatic and pretty pretty quick. Right? You learned that you can push yourself a lot further than you thought. Right. First of all, then uh, uh, I don't know. Like um, before, when I'm doing design, right? It, it's something like I can do, right? Of course, the challenges, whatever. But at the end, I I never felt that I put in a hundred percent on something, right? Because right? like you know you. If you do a, in a way, yeah, right? yeah. So you finish that project and everybody's happy, so it's done, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that sprint, right? You kind of just run. With this, it's like, all right, so you're sprinting, but still not fast enough, right? You gotta find new ways to, to, to just push yourself even over another hurdle that you go like, what? But I just learned how to walk. You want me to jump over the river, right? Then, all right. That's fine way to jump over the river. It's not like okay, let me just stop here. But for me, it's like that. Uh, and now um, getting to the you know CEO position when you have to just manage everybody and like get the whole gear going, uh, it, it's like you're finding, I, I guess, new powers. So <laughs> you know the, the the like the talents that you might not think you have mm-hmm. the more logical end. Um, and if you're the more logical and maybe you find talent that you have more in the design end as well because yeah. like, right now you kind of have to dig your hand into everybody's honey pot right mm-hmm. and yeah you learn from everybody as well yeah. I think that's the only reason uh, well only way for a, the better CEO to grow yeah. you need to know a little bit about everybody's doing Absolutely. right? you don't have to like literally find out the nitty gritty of exactly how it's done but the basic principle and yeah. how everything works you need to know 
I think yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And I think for every, gross wise. everything you do in life you learn and as a result you grow. And I think just because of the amount of doing mm. that's involved in a startup, it accelerates the amount of growing just as yeah. like a byproduct, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um and you get surprised like how much how for me like I, I crave uh, all the knowledge. It's just very interesting to know them. Mm-hmm. Um and the amount you can obtain like I found a new skill because <laughs> before I'm always like uh, good at multitasking, right? So I figure now that we have more things I got to do, I pretty much have to like, you know, put some on the back burner and put some over. So right. in your head, it's not a mess. Yeah. But now I'm actually just adding more channels in my head that I can delegate, <sighs> which is not a good thing because it made it a lot harder when, when you're trying to calm yourself down because right. all the channels aren't now, right? Because yeah. it's like one thing that like, uh, simultaneously just like okay you got all the voices need to shut up <laughs> so I can do something else I know so that, about that tell me so that's when the whole finding your own thing balance comment right yeah, yeah. so uh, I guess like right now it's something I want to try to start doing starting from something small mm-hmm. I'm just gonna pick something I want to do but like on a smaller scale yeah uh, like less time scale to start doing it um, I don't know if it backfires or not because, yeah. like, essentially that becomes another task. Sure. Right? Sure. I don't know how it's going to work. I guess, like, you guys can find out later on if that out. actually work or not. But, yeah, you just got to try shit. Like, that might not work. That calm myself down way might not work. Yeah. But it might work great. But so, yeah, and then you'll we're know. not on until then you find you'll know. it. Exactly. Yeah. But speaking of doing, I know you have a shitload of stuff you need to do yeah and dark I, darkness is falling on us here on the on the patio so but the lights will come on really quick oh those, those mood lights mm-hmm. um so we'll wrap it up but before we go bunny i wanted to ask and i asked most of my guests this question if you could give the listener like let's say the listener is a young entrepreneur not dissimilar from yourself a couple mm. of years ago three pieces of advice could be anything could be get your vitamins it could be you know get drunk at least once a week whatever it is three pieces of advice to just help them on their way help them perform better at what they're doing and what they want to do okay uh one sorry just a one more Uh one more piece of detail it could be like you know use uh slack for project management like just anything (laughs) that could make their life easier make their chances for success Uh better one is whatever sentence you're focusing on uh, if you're going in your head like, oh, don't fail, don't fail, right? Uh, instead of going like, okay, I can do this, I can do this, right? You probably would get the exact result that you are looking for. Right. So if you think don't fail, you probably will fail because that's what you're focusing on, yeah. failing, right? But if you're focusing on, okay, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, and that is what you're going to focusing on. I mean, of course, tactic had to come with it too, but it's really how you channel yourself it's not like an energy thing and just like if you keep on telling yourself and worry about failing you're going to be scared on a lot of stuff right yeah. uh second one i has always been um um like glass half full kind of deal sure for me it's like even if you don't have any water in your glass you still got the glass you need to find that silver line <laughs> sure, right sure. so when you're in that room cramped eating ketchup and with no rice, right? Because that's the only thing that's free, right? Yeah. You tell yourself, like, this is something that's great that you're doing, yeah. right? Yes, it's hard. N- n- nobody ever says it's going to be easy, yeah. right? 
but you choose this because it meant something right it meant that you're not stuck in a job even though it's like stable pay but there's no meaning to it uh, you're just doing manual things that you can do yeah. this is something like life is about challenge sure. right so and I, I know it's a cliche uh-huh. you know because but the grass is always greener on the other side and i was reading just today somebody someone's quote was and it was about this like you know glass half full type of attitude and it was you know i could have been born in a sudanese refugee camp or so, you know something like mm-hmm. that when you say like mm-hmm. yeah i you know things are tough but mm-hmm. it could always be worse and See, i, that's I a think funny it's thing. good to have that gratitude right my, my last advice is actually don't compare yourself with another person right like, well, that's not a comparison to another person. That, that's just saying, it's like... It's a scenario. Yeah, I know. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be worse. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. It's a focusing yeah. on the positive yeah, side yeah. of things, right? So for me, it's like, a, don't, don't think about, oh, but that person's already raised one mil. Right, Like, right. don't think about that person who raised one mil. Now, if you want to find out how they did it, yeah, you can find out, ta- right. you know, like, uh, strategy or whatever, learn from the person. But at the end, you're doing this for you. You're not doing this to just compete, right? right? Unless that is your goal. That then... You know, like every single advice, of course, is like you take it as it goes, right? right? But for me, it's really is like if this is something you're doing for you, right? Don't care about how somebody else can look at it and then see numbers, right? Don't care how about like oh my other team is doing like you know twice as much. No, focus on how you can bring it further mm-hmm. uh, and how you can make yourself happier ultimately, right? Yeah. right? Why this business is something that you choose to lose sleep and you know go days without eating sure. four yeah is it worth it for you that's great advice right that's great and, advice and let's uh let's finish it there so bunny thank you very much for coming on today i've been looking forward to this for a, ah, a long time aw. and it's always fun to come by the squirrels <laughs> and see how you guys are doing <laughs> thank you thank you where can people get in touch with you url emails or anything you want to put out there yeah so it's www.squirrels.com with a z mm-hmm. um and uh, my email is bunny at the squirrels Z.com. It's quite easy. Cool. And um, yeah, if you just check upcycle design or somewhere and you guys are on close twi- to spell Twitter squirrel, too, right? Twitter, Instagram, bit, yeah, LinkedIn. All that stuff. Just you search, need search to be it, you'll freaking find everywhere, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, if you're a designer who's um, looking, who's making upcycle product, recycle, or uh, know somebody who's doing something for. Uh, charitable work or social love to hear from them and put on the platform and collaborations always looking for that too uh, or just if you want to chat or find out more just come by the patio and hang out yeah <laughs> yeah it's true the people already start doing this so. <laughs> we exercise out here it's really nice oh yeah uh, do balance your exercise because like um, with uh, all the n- junk food and not sleeping yeah you, you could fuck up your health quite bad do put that as your priority because yeah. you need your health to keep on going or else you can't make it I, so I, that's I a couldn't agree squeezing. more that's, uh-huh. that's, that's, I think that's great advice so, so fourth so yeah. fourth <laughs> a bonus sorry sorry uh, cool well thanks again Bunny and f- everyone uh, for us you can access us at techinshanghai.com or twitter forward slash techinshanghai and I actually gave the wrong YouTube <laughs> URL last time for our YouTube channel, it's just go to YouTube and type in Tech in Shanghai, Tech in Shanghai and you'll find our channel there. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Tech in Shanghai podcast. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Tech in Shanghai for everything tech from Shanghai and China. See you next time.